y'all, this is John Quell Jones. This is Mike Strong with the Indianapolis Colts. Yo, it's your boy Buddy. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged into 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors. Yeah. Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the accredited, where you know we talk about local sports, everything going on in our community. We got a very special guest in the studio. We are going to talk some football on and off the field today with a whole lot of Bahamian ties. We're going to be talking about the Bahamas All Pro Celebrity Weekend, powered by Rev. Introduce yourself to the people, our special guest. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. Bahamas, what is going on? It's Jonathan Lord. Pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be, I should say. Shout out to 10th Year Seniors having us here um ready to talk football man ready to talk so the all pro celebrity weekend and i think if you've heard that term before you have an idea what it is it's an opportunity for players to come in mix and mingle with people because it's it's an informal event so to speak there's a whole lot of stuff going on just if you can run us down with a quick preview of the itinerary what's what all is going to be involved because it's like, I, like we said, it's not just what happens on the field, but it's also a chance to interact with these players. Correct. Correct. Um, so All Pro Celebrity Weekend. Yes, it is centered around the instructional camp, which is going to be on June 11th at the Thomas A. Robinson Stadium. But there are other events around that for people to have an opportunity to engage with these players. So, for example, on Friday, June 10th, we have the cocktail hour, which is going to be at Sapodilla, and then the charity dinner in which the proceeds will go to the newly formed Bahamas Federation of American Football. And then we'll have a little after party after the fact. Um, And then earlier in that day on Friday, we'll be doing a community service event, which... Um, will be in conjunction with BNT, Bahamas National Trust. So big shout out to them. And um, we'll be taking the players over to the Mangroves where we'll be doing some cleanup efforts. So it's really kind of like an all-around experience where the celebrities or the football players will have an opportunity to engage with the community as well as give back to the community as well as have a little bit of fun, right? Because that's what it's about, showing a complete overview of what the Bahamas has to offer on the field and off the field. Now, we have the word celebrity in the name. You know how behemoths go. We like name brand. So they want to know who these players are mm-hmm. that are coming down for Celebrity Weekend. Give us the roster. I got you. I got you. Got? So first and foremost, we got Michael Vick, legendary QB, as we know. Um, we have good friend of mine, Keenan Allen. We have DJ Swearinger. Melvin Ingram. Most knew- important one. <laughs> who newly signed to the Dolphins. Don't let Mike hear that. <laughs> hey, hey. Mike Strawn is on the intro. Yeah, we're going (laughs) to. I know. Come on, John. Come on. He's a dolphin, though. (laughs) Shout out out to Mel for for signing to Dolphins. And, of course, our very own bohemian Michael Strawn. Big shout out to Mike. Okay, my favorite player then. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Big shout out to Mike Lobro, man. And then just recently added Rashad Fenton, cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs, who is half bohemian. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our roster. Mike Vick, Mike Strawn. Melvin Ingram, Keenan Allen, Rashad Fenton, DJ Swearinger. And Fenton won a Super Bowl with the Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. So, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, man. Super that was that was when I first heard about his Bahamian ties. We everybody knows how strong the Bahamian connection is yeah. in Florida. So mm. there's probably a whole lot of Rashad whole Fenton's lot. around <laughs> that we learn about. Anyone with the, the last name Roll was Bahamian and then had Bahamian <laughs> ties. And Myron was the one that told us that. Like, yeah. I didn't even know Samari Roll had Bahamian yeah. ties yeah. until they, they, until yeah. we they learned all that. have um probably um 
the role who played for the University of Miami. Uh, Antro. Antro role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, really? we, yeah, role, come on, who else has role? Like, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I mean, if you listen to those names, and look, not, not to date myself, but Michael Vick was an iconic figure for <laughs> any one of us Madden that grew, grew up at a certain time. Like, that... Him along with, and I always put him on par with Allen Iverson because their cultural impact just yep. really, and they were great players on the field and on the court, but their cultural impact kind of outweighed and superseded anything they did. So mm-hmm. that is a huge deal. Keenan Allen is an all-pro receiver. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes Justin Herbert look really good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to put any of my personal biases into this. So just having Keenan Allen here to... with an opportunity for him to just impart everything he does and everything he knows into young guys here interested in playing football or particularly playing receiver. That's huge. Yeah. And he's, he's so excited, man. I I was talking to him the other day and he was just like, man, I'm having them boys running routes in a minute, man. Trust me. Like talking (laughs) about, you know, the wide receiver camp aspect of it. He's, he's so excited. A lot of them are athletic. So yeah, the raw talent is here. You get a chance to mix and mingle with Mike Strong, and I think for a lot of Bahamians, this will be their first time yep. with that. I think he kind of rose to, I want to say, like a cult-level following after he got drafted because that's where people really started to learn from about him. This is yep. a guy that came from a small school, small yep. D2 school. Yep. So people, unless you were following us, really didn't know who Mike yep. Strong was. But once he got drafted, they were like, oh, we got a Bahamian in there. So yeah, you, you yeah. start to follow him, and now you get a chance to interact with him. And I know, you know, we've spoken to him personally several times, and he's mm-hmm. always talked about how he really wants to see youth development in football. Like, of like just knowing his story and how his dad imparted that knowledge to him and his brother. It's great to see him have this platform to be able to do something like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, Mike... Um, People don't realize how huge it is for Mike to, one, having made the NFL, right? And coming from a small school, right? But moreover, making the roster, right? The final roster as a seventh round pick, that that amount of anticipation, that amount of excitement for an organization to have in a guy like that is crazy. So it's it's like, that's kind of like an underlying thing that people don't realize with Mike. And, and he's going to have, in my opinion, Knock on wood, hopefully. He's going to have a huge year this yeah. year. Breakout right. season because it's yeah. only going to be a breakout season. But no, th- going back to that, it's crazy because people don't realize he made a roster. Mm-hmm. He could have easily been put on the practice squad. Yep. Easily. But they kept him on the roster. Mm-hmm. Even though he was he was on the active roster, what, five, six times this yeah. year? Yep. But keeping him on that roster just meant there's, they knew. There's the something f- there. Yeah. yeah. The, for yeah. the future. Because yeah. if you let him go or put him on practice squad, he would have been picked up by a team and he would have been playing. Yeah. Six five with that guy. Yeah, they, 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 they know that. Man. Hey, listen, all I'm <laughs> but saying is. But now he's got Matty Ice. Uh, there we go. <laughs> all I'm saying is the Colts could have placed any video on their social media uh, handle, right? Mm-hmm. They chose Matt Ryan completing the out route to Mike. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is look, look, if they putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Then but, we should follow suit, right? Listen, he, he, listen, it's. You got Michael Pittman Jr., and then, you know, biasly speaking, you got Mike Strong. 
Those are that's your one two punch right there. Well, I was gonna say you got Mike Strong and Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'm, all I'm saying you. is you got those two. Yeah, that's immediate, yeah. right? And then like we talked earlier about Fenton, and this is going to be his first opportunity to really dig mm-hmm. into these Bahamian roots. And you mentioned how excited he is for this. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was talking to him yesterday, and you know, he was saying he hasn't been here in about two years, so he's he's frequent here. Um, his grandmother and his aunt still live here, but you know when he saw the flyer that dj had posted um the all pro flyer fenton reached out to to dj and was like yo this is huge like what, what's going on and then dj hit me up I, again i completely forgot because i had met fenton like last year um, it's understandable because you got a hundred thousand things going yeah, on right this is a great story so he basically was like wait 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 wait, wait. i'm the one that's behaving like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like how do you know about some bahama absolutely, stuff that absolutely. i ain't involved in yep so he sent you know fenton sent a message to to swag dj and and was like dj swanger and he was like yo man this is crazy what y'all doing i love that you know and dj's like yo would you be down and fenton's like absolutely so you know dj connected fenton and i via text message and you know right off the bat he was just like man i was like yo do you mind being on the fly he was like bro absolutely i was like do you mind me talking about you in a podcast he's like jay i'm good with whatever so he's he's so excited now we just got to get myron over here with that too and so he could discuss his book yeah (laughs) he's 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 on the circuit right now he's he's on tour he just he just did what was it uh the pivot yeah nice oh yes he did yeah shout out to him man what what he's done in the community it's crazy how like football and people have to realize football really isn't played here it's played, yeah. but it's not played. Like, flag has literally been, it's maybe like 10 years old now. Yeah. They had the contact league, but you barely hear, like, you know, you had the DeVar Darlings, mm-hmm. Alex Smith, um, just yeah, get into pe- college. Yeah, people have, is, people have been huge. taking those steps. And I think for a sport like this, to grow in the Bahamas, you really need an educational campaign. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like we were talking about off mic, how why flag is so important because it's been an introduction to the game. So for a lot of these kids that I'm sure the players are going to get to meet, that's going to be their initial introduction to the sport. And I'm Absolutely. sure these guys are going to tell them, look, even in the States, you play seven on seven in the off season, so this part is important. Mm-hmm. You learn it first mm-hmm. because education in this game is important. And then if you have the opportunity then you actually go to play it. And that's why I think the camp aspect is going to be so key in this because they get to learn first oh, yeah. and foremost. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, Keenan Allen said something really interesting. He was like, you know, the instructional physical part of it will be cool, but it's really the knowledge of mm-hmm. the game that's going to be important for these kids, right? It's understanding the, just the basic fundamentals first and then starting to graduate into the overall understanding of the various aspects of your position and then the overall game. And I was that was really profound for me. And it's funny because, like, in hanging out with some of these football players, like, just the way they know the game, calling the plays, I'd be lost. Like, listen oh, to yeah. I mean, you. Do you I, ever <laughs> hear those play calls? Blah, 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 Susan X, Y, 2, Z. And it's literally, like, X, Y, Z is the play. And they just rambled. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's how it is. The, well, you've seen what playbooks look like. They're yeah. encyclopedia size. Yeah, it's crazy. We're old because we reference encyclopedias and those don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. But the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. <laughs> the Wikipedias. Now, but y'all should, if you ever want, so I think, so DJ did it a couple, like, a couple weeks ago. If you if you were following him on Instagram, um, Jungle Boy underscore swag. If you follow him on Instagram, he went through all of his old tapes 
from Washington and South Carolina. And he was doing like a voiceover in the back of him breaking down each play that he made and why he did it. And it was absolutely amazing. And I was like, I texted him. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, would you be interested in doing a film session at the camp? And he's like, absolutely. But, you know, so it's, it's, it's crazy to see that amount of dedication and knowledge that has to go into the game. And listen, you have to realize, don't just look at these as one-off events that may not matter much because we've spoken to tons of athletes and they can point out a time when they met maybe a pro athlete or some, uh, that exact moment where something clicked. Yeah. And you never know when that is going to be. I, I listened to Jazz do an interview and he talked about one time just meeting Hanley Ramirez wow. at a game. And he said that's where it clicked for him. Like this is where he was going to be. So yeah. them being With here, the same stadium, same number. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, like, it's crazy how that works. Yeah. I mean – Mike Strawn talked about his dad introducing him to Michael Irvin. And wow. that's when he said, you know, this is something that I can see myself doing. I can actually yeah. get here and look where he is now. So you never know who is going to be impacted by this. It could mm -hmm. be some kids saying, and I know Michael Vick has all the stories to tell them, right? <laughs> like he can, he can be there and the Bahamas' first quarterback may be at this camp and may tell a story one day about Michael Vick that's being right. that guy. So that's you never right. know. Like these things are important. Yeah. One crazy. thing we have is like wide receivers, cornerbacks, offense and defense. Athleticism. Oh, athleticism. Yeah. Like, that's oh, what yeah. we have here. Oh, yeah. We have athleticism and we say all the time, look, there's a lot of people here that are really athletic, either chasing track dreams or hoop dreams, and they mm -hmm. fall short of either one of those. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many roster spots are in football? Yeah, you enough. Can, you can find yeah. a way there. And yeah. there have been tons of stories of Bahamians that have went away. Football, American football may not have been their primary sport, but they mm -hmm. found a way into it. So let's, I want to get to how this event came about. Let's talk yeah. about, I guess, your genesis in doing this kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. how did you get involved in this? Where did the idea for this weekend come from? Yeah. So weirdly enough, I kind of, just fell into the world of like pro athletes right it just happens yeah it, i it's and you, you don't sign up for it <laughs> you just you know like it's mainly on the football side i just i met one and then met the other and then just it kept going on so i started to build like this network of nfl players and you know two years ago i was like we should do an event in the bahamas a camp and i was just talking to my fiance and i was like i want to do an event in the bahamas a camp but like I want to pull these different players. And so I kind of like started texting some of them individually and they were like, yeah, I'd be down, you know, just entry level conversations. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually start to put this together. Well, then COVID happened. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's not going to happen, but we still kept it back in October of last year. Um, I had helped put a meet and greet together with Michael Strawn and Mr. Mario Boleg. And, um, when that meet and greet happened and I went over there, I said, you know what? Okay, things seem like it's back to normal for whatever that may be. Um, maybe this is actually something that we can do. And then just in talking to people, because I didn't I didn't realize how big football is here in the Bahamas. Oh, you know, I know we, you know, I play fantasy football every year, been doing it since high school, you know, but I didn't know that it was really this big. So I was that was my fear. I was like, all right, if I bring this, put this camp together, we'll even a hundred kids show up, hmm. you know, will I even get, will we even get a sponsor? And I was like, well, doing my research, you know, listening to people, getting feedback, talking to people like John, it's like, you know what, go and do it, put it together, reached out to certain guys, 
came together super easily, more quickly than I actually thought it would have, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean the the world of the world of sports marketing, this is kind of, this is kind of what it is. So yeah. you sell you sell individuals. It's a it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about the Bahamas being this great sell, but you you got to have the structure Correct. in place for them to be here. And obviously, the response from these guys was, "Let's go!" Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great point that you brought up. So yes, the Bahamas is an easier sell, no doubt about it. It's a beautiful country; people are familiar with it. It has that exotic name to it, but having something to back that after you say, "Hey, I'm doing a camp in the Bahamas," you got the interest. Great, I would love to do it. But what follows up after that? So that was where it was critical for us to have an idea, to, for us to have a structure. And then now what we've really started doing, like how you guys have talked about stories about, you know, this could really impact the Bahamian community. We could have the next Michael Vick at that camp. Now incorporating these type of things in it and relaying this to the players, to the fact that, you know what, this is a historical event. Right. We've had football camps here before, but there's never really been one to this magnitude with these caliber of individual players. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you kind of sell that to them, they're like, oh, wow, I could be a part of Bohemian history. That's pretty cool. But it's also sad just with the players, because I know DeVar Darling came down with Darius Haywood Bay that time. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I still think could have been the greatest Bahamian football player, even though he's not uh, Bahamian because his last name is Bay. <laughs> I mean, it's just like <laughs> written. to this day. We still have the, the Pistons got Sadiq Bay. Yeah, we Sadiq Bay. So we have, a, we, we have another <laughs> shot at it. But it's like, I, I always feel it's different, especially with kids when they meet. So these players in the NFL, mm-hmm. when you meet someone and you watch them on TV, you have more interest. Just based on the fact saying, oh, I've met them. Yep. I've spoken to them before. And it's, it, it becomes a, I guess you have your team. And some of these kids are going to be new to actually getting deeper into watching football. Like they're going to be at that age where they start learning the rules properly and all that. But if you know someone, I guarantee them just coming down, there's going to be some Charger fans. Oh yeah, I mean, Ingram's going to make everyone Dolphin fans. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. Um, we, we, you we, know, had, we had like one yeah. more point being objective got, before we get to the Melvin Ingram Dolphin segment. We got we're gonna Mike Sean with the Colts. So, you know, it's just these kids are going to see these people, see them on Sundays, and it's just going to be a different experience for them saying, oh, I was with them in the summer. And you got to remember, all of these players, and I'm sure you guys on the organizing end, Everyone has their separate networks wherever they are. So if you see someone that stands out talent-wise, you mm-hmm. never know where that's going to lead. Like mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton was just a tall-ass 12-year-old kid at Jeff Rogers' basketball camp. And now you see where that led. Mm-hmm. Like You never know, once you have the right network of people around, yeah. what can happen. So you got to look at it if you're a parent thinking about this stuff or if you're a kid who... You know, football may be at the fringe of your mindset. You never know where this is going to lead. So be out there for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. When I was kind of curating the event and doing those that research on not only the Bahamas, but kind of looking at communities that aren't privy to football, like looking at case studies. And I saw this case study with a camp that was in Canada. It was like, I think it was Ottawa or something. They did a camp there. And the camp going now on its 10th year actually shout out to y'all i guess (laughs) going now on its 10th year um it's the community itself has been significantly impacted by the first to now 10th football camp from kids going to college by way of that football camp on scholarships to play football as well as even down to businesses thriving 
off of the football camp. And then one of my business partners, Alex, he actually has done camps in Dominican Republic. He says the same thing. His football camps has impacted local communities, right? Cities. Because they have athletes, but everyone's not going to be able to play baseball. Right. Everyone's not going to be able to play basketball. Canadian football isn't the same. So you have some athletes that are slipping through the cracks there. Could Could be the same here. For my knowledge, just based on flag alone, we've had a couple kids go off to play high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them gone off to play JUCO. So even at the level of we, and this was when the it was just an adult league. It wasn't mm-hmm. even the youth league. We've had kids get enough experience to just get to a level higher sure. than what they're playing. And I'll be honest, that's not with the proper training, the proper learning of the game. You're going out there, and you're just playing. Yeah. So imagine if they had the right structure going into it. The those two kids that we sent off, those that's going to be ten. That's going to yeah. be fifteen. It's, it's going to be so much more. So yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. No, it is. And one thing I'd say because I think I came, I flew in yesterday, and I saw a kid walking through the airport, and he had, five, on a, he had on a football shirt um, for a college, and I wanted to reach out to him. You know, yes, the camp itself. So two sessions, six to twelve, thirteen to seventeen. Um, if you're currently in college right now playing football, still come out to the camp, like. 100% still come. I actually think we got a DM in our social media Is Chris page. Ferguson here, is it? or Not sure. We got to check to see. You. Yeah, man. Listen, if you all know, if you're in, again, if you're in college right now and you're bohemian and you're playing football, even if you're above that 17, still come out to the camp. You know what I mean? Or message us at Bahamas All Pro Weekend on Instagram. You know, let us know. I think we had one kid reach out to us um, who he did say he's currently in college right now. He's at a fr- he's a freshman, and he's playing football. So I have to reach back out to him. But again, if you're playing football right now in college, still reach out, come to the camp. You never know. So basically, tell Mike to bring Prince along with him. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Prince, man. Boise State, Boise State. Shout out to Prince. Yeah, yeah. Speak, speaking of Chris, I know last season he was with Ottawa. Which yeah, is he was a in the CFL with so the Ottawa Red Blacks. So. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's a tie in there. All right. So from an organizing standpoint, mm-hmm. I think the biggest question for me and John is: Can Melvin it, bring us Dolphins gear? <laughs> that that's question one. <laughs> question two: Are we having a separate celebration for him? Because I feel like as a Dolphin, Melvin Ingram should be welcomed with a full complimentary Junkanoo rush out just for him mm-hmm. solely. <laughs> and if we can reach out to the groups, you know, pace all your costumes in Dolphin colors. Yeah. Like let's. Let's introduce Can him we get to the, the home water team on the airplane coming in. Let's introduce him to the home team the proper way yep. because your home is not just in Miami. Let's face it, this is Dolphin Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other the other teams <laughs> yeah, have their have small people, contingents but... here, but this is Dolphin Country. So, <laughs> what welcome do we have planned specifically for Melvin Ingram? Well, y'all, I mean, y'all just gave me all the ideas, yes. so I'm going to have to take those ideas and run with them. As long as they're used on Melvin, we're Just good Melvin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you, no, can, no, you like, can use Mike, too. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I mean, I just saying, Melvin, little, he a little important. I mean, I mean he, make sure he got some... We'll talk to Mike com- when free agency comes yeah. about. Comfortable yeah. shoes, you know. Make we're sure. going to have someone walk with an umbrella... So yeah. he doesn't get, you know, a yeah. heat stroke or anything. Right. You know, he's, he's an air dresser. He, yeah. need, you know, he, he works in quick bursts, yeah. but then he rests. Exactly. <laughs> so, and we need him as rested as we possible. We have to get him the finest water, Fiji water or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Got Listen, it. if Melvin Ingram gets special treatment over the course of it's this, a problem. it's okay. It's yeah, right. cool. Just because he plays for the Dolphins. Yes. I mean, Got you it. know, you know pr- it. Protect, protect home turf. You know yeah. I mean? he's, yeah. A, he's a hometown guy. <laughs> 
He's a hometown guy. You guys had him signed up for this before the oh, Dolphin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because I was, um, I remember I was at a formula, uh, the Formula One event. And I wish I was. Yeah, which was, which looked insane. Oh, uh, it was, man, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, that was I, my first one. And I'll it go. had nothing to do with the race. I don't even know if people know who won. <laughs> I Max Verstappen won. won. I think like, I know who won. It, I think, was Whatever. It, was it? Max Verstappen, then. From um, Red Bull? Yeah. There then Leclerc. Then Whatever. None of the people came to my house. It was it was Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull. Yes, and I think Lewis Hamilton. Mercedes uh, came. Yeah, Mercedes came fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth. George Russell came fifth. He's finished top five. I'm in Formula One now. Who okay. Is, so can I bet on this? You probably yeah, you can. All right, I'm gonna learn that. Are you you're into it now? Is because you know they have a Netflix no. show. Yeah, it's no, really yeah, good. No, it's I, like super dramatic okay. too. That's why the interest in it has grown yeah. so much over yeah. the course. Strategic. Of the year. Yeah, I watched when. Lewis won his first world championship when I was in college. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. like 10,000 4K cameras. All right. Um, <laughs> so no, I watched it first. And I've always dibbled in that, but it was like two years ago that I, or three years ago, I got back into it. And I was like, yeah, no, Formula One is the best yeah. racing circuit, hands down. But when they chose to go to Miami oh, and man. Stephen Ross is like, we are going to transform Miami Gardens, <laughs> I don't think that had anything to do with who was going to win. When I, they put a marina. Yeah, a fake marina, a fake marina out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was about they had, they the, had the sky trolleys going and yeah, everything. Apparently, Stephen Ross made more money that weekend than he makes the entire NFL season. Now go ask Stephen Ross who won. <laughs> oh, he won. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I, I saw something on Instagram pop up, and it was, um, I think it was Mick Schumacher, who drives for Has. You learn these things later on in your life. <laughs> Anyways, they. Ha- Built the you know the suites in the stadium. Yeah, they were the rooms for the drivers. So each driver had their own suite where they had the massage table, their clothes, and everything. So basically, so literally, they walk and see the the Dolphins field. So basically, mm-hmm. this is the blueprint for Celebrity All Star yeah. Weekend <laughs> 2030. So we're gonna have a place where we can put the jet skis. <laughs> 2030 because the, the little boats with no everyone motor. will have their own yacht because <laughs> yeah. let's be real that was a celebrity all-star oh, weekend. Yeah, no it was listen i went out on uh, so yes. where'd you sit um i was in the suites all right so next year i'm calling you <laughs> i'm saying because see i at least watch the thing y'all out there i'll be like yeah <laughs> yeah no i i went on friday um and i was like oh this is a long race they're like no this is this just practice yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It goes practice one, practice two, practice three, qualifier. Again. Net- networking. Yeah. It's, it's that, networking. No, that's, honestly, oh, yeah. that's all I did. I just went up and down, talked to people. Hey, Nate I still John. want to do a shout out to, they had Dan Marino give the first place trophy. Oh, well, of course. And That's one we're doing in Miami. They <laughs> gave Max Verstappen an autograph. This is where I was disappointed, though. He put the helmet on the ground and they started spraying champagne. And I was like, don't ruin the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So people walked on the track, which apparently I don't know if that's ever been done before. But yeah, after the race was over, so I'm, I'm up on the suite in the after second the level. Race, everyone is just yeah, and and all of a sudden I'm I'm sitting there with my friends, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And there are people walking on the track, and you see one person, then two, then twenty, then a hundred, and I'm like, hmm. so then one of my friends she goes down, and they're like, wait a minute, is that? And she's on the track. So we go on the track. Mm-hmm. So I was on the track in Formula One. Not sure yeah. how important that is, but I feel good about it. Not really that important. But <laughs> it, it is a cool story, though, because right. it's the first. I, I, they usually do that with the, the team drivers and the um, the staff and everything. Mm-hmm. And then some of the fans. But Miami just had so many fans. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. but No, it's pretty cool because 
you stood on that track and you know what the crazy thing is? That's never going to be the same track because they have to lay it down every year. Oh, well, there you go. Shout out out Stephen Ross. But I mean, we said it tongue in cheek, but really this is ultimately what you want a celebrity weekend to grow into when you have these big brands. Like we mentioned Red Bull and everybody else that was coming in there. Ferrari. so if Mercedes. if you were getting well Jesus not a, not that big but if you were if you were getting FTX. you know whatever yeah shout out to FTX that's that's real that's a possibility yeah let's say carte blanche you get Hard whatever rock. whatever you want Heineken. over the course of the next five to ten years how do you want to see this event grow like ultimately what do you want to happen with this to be honest with you, like I would love to see it where the camp now spans four different days with players just coming in and out of the Bahamas, whether they stay through the entire duration or they come in and out. And to the point where, you know, you have one day is wide receiver day and you have, you know, OGs from Calvin Johnson, who shout out to Calvin. He's an awesome guy. Thank I met him John. at Atlantis. I mean, Atlantis. Oh, I'm so sorry. I met him at Bahamar. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's... That's a big difference. I met him at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I met him in the Bahamas. I met him in the Bahamas. Uh, really great guy. But yeah, so from OGs to you know young guys, and then the next day is quarterback day. It's I'm I'm so focused on the community service aspect of it. Like the so, could we get back. Tua? Mm. Hmm? I mean, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, just listen. don't <laughs> imagine the type of welcome Melvin got. Listen. If Tua comes here, 10th year seniors alone, we'll, we'll try to figure out a budget for that welcome. So, okay, let me, t- I'm going to give you all something, you know, don't be, I might need to run out the door. So, I know Xavier Howard, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Xavier came down to Nassau, Nassau a couple months ago. And we've always said how happy we are for Xavier for signing this contract. Yes. Yeah, no, shout out to him, man. So, what I, what was crazy about Xavier was he had reached out to a mutual contact regarding, you know, he wanted to do something in the community like food wise he wanted to he was like yo i want to go and get some of the needs so he hit me up and um i was like oh where do you want to go so i'm you know ready to send him to a nice restaurant he's like no i want to you know go local like what's the most local spot possible so i was like mm, could be pot keep dark but i was like fish fry so i sent it to him and he was like was it sunday evening because no no no, no. Okay. during the day <laughs> yeah it was during the day okay right, cool. um, so i sent him to oh, to the fish fry <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was a little bit early because he was leaving on a late flight. So at the time, you know, most of the restaurants open around four o'clock. So I called up Frankie's and um, they opened up the restaurant a little bit early for him. But I said it to say, like, it was really awesome that somebody of that caliber would like literally be interested in going into the community. And I didn't think it was true until I saw a picture like the restaurant manager was like, hey, look at Xavier Howard. And I was like, wow, he's really there. So anyway, I had reached out to him about the camp. I was like, hey, man, you know, doing this camp at the Bahamas would love for you to attend. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, just need to see how the off season goes, you know, and I'll get back to you. Well, it went very well for him. <laughs> off season went amazing. For <laughs> yeah, him. so might reach back out to him, you know, and be like, hey. But then that's that's just two and he also players, gets the welcome man. party too. Of course, yeah, he does. So he two dolphins. I mean, look, all I'm saying is they know to her. That's if, if that's you welcome w- enough. If you boy, if you wear our colors, we're trying. We're gonna have to find. Sp- separate money from the event just to be like hey <laughs> i'm with it Wait, how much is this junk in the rush out for them <laughs> you know someone was like our logo like the bahamas all pro weekend logo looks like the dolphin has the dolphins colors in it <laughs> first that, thing i said is, <laughs> first thing i said is that a problem first thing i said <laughs> no. 
Not a coincidence. It's not not a coincidence. I was but like, uh, the the Xavier yeah. Howard story is an interesting one because particularly with football players, right? Because mm -hmm. they play with helmets on. A lot of people yeah. wouldn't be able to recognize a lot of them Very at true. first glance. So Very true. But for a lot of these guys, when you come someplace like the Bahamas, and we're not really starstruck. Right. So you would hear celebrities at a whole lot of levels say they like coming. I've heard Shaq say this. They yeah. like coming here because they can just kick back. You can be a part of the community. Mm -hmm. and you're not constantly swarmed. So mm -hmm. that's also an, an added benefit for a lot of these guys when they come yeah. here, too. They actually get to enjoy the experience of the place rather than just getting the celebrity. Yeah, treatment. only oh, one absolutely. person ever got swarmed here, probably. Kobe. Kobe, that was it. Of course, yeah, that was it. R.I.P. Man, yeah. Which yeah. I, I remember, they took a picture by the the dock, um, and it's just like there's a line, of, and I'm like, this is the first time I ever seen Bahamians. Yeah, freak out. It was like Kobe and Michael Jackson. That's it. Yeah, when, when Atlantis <laughs> opened. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. was like, it was like yeah, it was like just those two. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The only celebrities we know. <laughs> that, that unfortunately, they're not here anymore. I know. Damn, John. Damn. Right? Dark. <laughs> <laughs> She is very dark. Yeah, right? yeah. On to a brighter note. Yeah, on to a brighter note. <laughs> on to a, a brighter note. To a next year. I mean, now, if, if you ask me what I wanted to see in mm -hmm. the future of this is, I mean, the logo is already Dolphin-centric, but no, we, we want the other players to be involved. <laughs> I'm just saying from a personal perspective, uh -huh. as a member of Tua Non, mm -hmm. I would enjoy it if, if my quarterback was here. Okay. That's yeah. right, Tua Our quarterback. Expect us. Yeah. Okay. Well... A lot of eyes on him this year. Yes. Um, he's got the defense. He's, he's got the And he's got the weapons. arm. He's got everything he's built got the around He's him. got the arm. Which he's arm? Got the Wait. What? <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now we, we got to actually get into football stuff. We got to actually get into football talk now because what? that was kind of on the slick. But then I saw a video. No, 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 no. Oh, jeez. No, 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 no. I saw a video. No, A two-second sample size. Before you go here, let me just say there has never been a serious pass thrown in the hip. History of football with someone wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> Once you see a bucket hat on, it is not a serious throw gotcha. that should not be taken as such. Okay. Just laying that out there. Also, he was getting used to speed. Listen, an underthrow is a part of an offense that teams but, use. Yes. Do you know how many times... Do you know Tyreek was going to take that 80 yards anyways? You know how Question. many times Patrick... Would y'all say it part? was a significant underthrow? Just wondering. Just for the sake of boxing. Okay. No, he caught the ball, right? <laughs> it was a perfect throw. No, no, no. L listen, I, <laughs> it was perfect. I've been defending this since this video was out. <laughs> let me let me say something. We don't know if it's an underthrow because we don't know what Tyreek Hill was doing. We don't know if he ran a route. We don't know if the receivers were just standing on that end of the field. All we saw was him catching the ball. All of them could have just been standing there in that corner and mm -hmm. Tua was just passing it to him. We don't know. Again, no serious pass made in the bucket hat. Also, okay. we're talking about... Playbooks the size of encyclopedias. Mm -hmm. Maybe you got a letter wrong. An under, <laughs> an underthrow is a part of the offense. Mm -hmm. I listen. Mm -hmm. There's a thread where you can see Mahomes to Tyreek Hill underthrows. Why'd you start this? <laughs> <laughs> we would defend Tua to the death. Who's your team? The Indianapolis Colts for years from 2000. That, that's and fine. No, we know Colts fans. Four. Yeah. You'd be surprised. We know Roddy's a Colts fan. Yeah. Listen. Um, Peyton Manning and the, Colts the success of the Colts so know, during like, that yeah, era yeah, yeah. Like, have a following in the Bahamas. But I've been through and through Colts. Like, it's so crazy. When Mike got drafted, I was like, ah. Oh. And then Stephon Gilmore, was, I was like, oh, no. That was huge. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then DJ was on their practice squad. I was like, this is divine intervention. I'm moving to Indianapolis. 
But yeah, yeah. you're not moving to Indianapolis no. from South Florida. Yeah, no, <laughs> like no. But yes, okay. So here's what we need. We need Melvin to bring us some dolphin gears. Yes, we do right? need that. Okay. We need him to then deliver the hand note we're gonna write for Tua. Yes. So mm-hmm. Tua could read it we and understand that hand note. That yes. Just because we know he's gonna be successful, the whole yes. Bahamas is behind him. Okay. Mm-hmm. He needs to know that. Okay. We'll get that. we'll get Mel on the phone and you guys can. Yeah. Oh my god. That request <laughs> going to be an amazing. <laughs> that podcast is gonna do nothing to do with the camp. We're just gonna talk <laughs> about the dolphins. And I also want to say that. In reference to this arm, <laughs> I feel like accuracy is the most important trait. Accuracy and leadership are the two most important traits that a quarterback can have. Mm-hmm. The arm strength is third. Not that the arm strength is not there. No, he has it the is, arm. It is there. Mm. This is one of those things that social media does. Because if you just repeat something enough times, it becomes it, truth. But this is just like gals on social media. Just they like all gal, lying. Just like gals on social media. So y'all already know y'all get tricked by gals. Don't get tricked by this little one video. Do not mm. get tricked by this one video again in a bucket high. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just kind of thinking about Jalen Waddle's stat line last year. Oh, it's going to double this year. Yeah. And then I was just thinking about Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's like, going to double, too. John, mm. I see what, he, John, I see what he's doing. Yeah, no, I, see I, I know. What, I see what he's doing. He can do what he I, wants. I see what, he, I see what he's doing. <laughs> that's fine. I see what he's doing. Look at what Mike McDaniel did with Jimmy Garoppolo, all right? Would you, would you argue to anyone that Jimmy Garoppolo has a significantly strong arm? Fair enough. But one pass away, one third down conversion away from a Super Bowl win, mm. Mike McDaniel comes from the Shanahan tree of coaching, right? right? He is bringing that system to Miami. Look what this podcast turned into. <laughs> he is bringing that system to Miami, right? He brought the personnel around to a... We're going to be so make, good this year. To make that system work. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo does not fit the profile of the kind of Josh Allen gunslinger you think True. of. Is to a comparable or even on the same level as Jimmy Garoppolo. He's better. That's my point. Ooh, I better. thought you were about to call Josh Allen. I was about to be like, well... Listen, we gotta go. They I compared mean, to hey, a jo- huh? All I'm all all I know is Gabe Davis made Josh Allen. Wait, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying <gasps> is what? All I'm saying is from one season to the next, Josh Allen had the most incredible jump in accuracy oh, yeah. no. that we've seen in NFL history. You know what? Nobody th- saw that coming. Whoop. Just like nobody what? saw this tour season coming. <laughs> to and on, expect us. 